Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Aviation Mentors Podcast. Um, We are finally recording another episode, uh, but we are not at Sun and Fun anymore, unfortunately. Uh, as much fun as that was, I know Carson had a great time. I was only there for two days, but uh, Carson, how'd you how'd you like the show? I know it was your first son and fun. It was my first son fun, and I can't really compare it to Oshkosh. They're they're two different shows. It's not fair to compare them, but it was so much fun just being around all the planes, being able to walk around, talk to pilots every single day, all day. Uh, I loved it, and getting to meet everybody was awesome. Uh, even getting to meet some of the fans was pretty cool too. Yeah, did you have a favorite uh, favorite part? Because I know I had my favorite part. I hope you don't steal it from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to steal it. Uh, going around Warbird Country and seeing the A-10, that was absolutely my favorite part. I uh, went by a couple more times, and uh, I met the pilot again, Jake, that we had on the podcast, and he gave me a couple of the 30-millimeter uh, shells from the Gatling gun of the A-10. Well, you didn't share that information with me. I'm a little sad I didn't get one. Don't worry, I got one for you. Oh, thanks. I know my birthday's coming up in three more months, so I guess I'll have to wait, huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, stick it in a box for right now. I'll give it to you later. Perfect. Wait wait till you forget about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have to say my favorite part was uh, one thing in particular, and I'm sure everybody could imagine what my favorite part was, and that was seeing that PBY Catalina and interviewing the pilot on that plane. Uh, I am going to take him up on his, uh, not really an offer, um, but his business on uh, getting a typewriting in that airplane. I, I really can't wait to do it. I haven't had time to follow up with him yet, but I can guarantee uh, Brandon will be there at some point this year uh, to uh, to get that type rating because that is an absolute plane that I've wanted to fly for a long, long time. That's such a crazy plane to look at. It, it just it doesn't look real how massive it is. And I can only compare it, I guess, to the, the Albatross. Brandon, do you have an SIC rating in that one? Uh, no, I haven't gotten it uh, yet. Uh, I just have to fill out the paperwork and bring it to the FISDO. But at some point, I can have the SIC. So it just hasn't happened quite yet. Okay, paperwork-wise, uh, close enough to have an SIC. It's pretty awesome. I guess. Uh, close enough, but not close. But what, what, what's the saying they use? They say close enough. I don't know. I can't remember the saying, but um, not quite there. But it's, it's almost. So today, actually, we're going to be talking about some questions on check rides. I know everybody's been asking a lot of questions kind of in person at Oshkosh. I've had some students that I've talked to ask questions about check rides. So we're going to kind of tackle some of the the questions that students have for check rides, Carson's going to kind of ask me some of them uh, that we've been kind of asked quite often lately. Uh, but as always, uh, remember, this is just uh, my opinion and Carson's opinion. He's not a CFI. I am, but it is only our opinion. So make sure you follow your CFI's flight instruction and uh, and follow your, your school's policies, procedures, and instruction there. But I believe that uh, we might have some good insight on check ride stuff. So unless you spend a lot of time around flight training, you're probably not going to know that there's really these uh, these seasons in flight training. And one of the seasons that we always come across is check ride season. So I think this is a pretty good episode for a lot of people getting ready for their check rides that are coming up. So the first question is, what are the outcomes of a check ride? It's, uh, it's not just pass fail so much. So Brandon, there's a middle option. Could you explain that one? Yeah. So they don't even call it fail, by the way. That has a really negative connotation, I guess. Uh, but they call it pass, which is obviously you pass your check ride. They have disapproval, which essentially means you failed your check ride. And they also have a discontinuance. Um, so those are the three different outcomes that you can have on a check ride. A pass is everyone's super happy, right? We're all excited. Uh, disapproval is, hey, we got through part of the check ride or most of the check ride, but we didn't pass everything. So we have to come back and we actually only have to do the items that we missed. 
So if we got through all of the oral and we got through most of the flight, but we just didn't do that steep turn properly to ACS standards, all we have to do is come back and do that steep turn to ACS standards and anything else that might have been questionable, right? Um, same thing with the ground. If you finish part of the ground, you just have to finish that portion of the ground, which you haven't uh, completed properly yet. So with that, you know, only having to go back and doing what you missed, um, if you fail something and your, your DP says, hey, you failed this, um, I have to give you a disapproval for today. Are you able to continue with your check ride doing other maneuvers or is it game over? You're done right then and there. Uh, it depends on a few things. It really depends on the DPE. Uh, they have the ability to let you continue with the check ride. Uh, so as long as you're not totally flustered and your nerves just haven't got the hold of you or something like that, after you hear those words, well, you're not passing today. I know some people, they hear that and they're like, oh, that's a breath of fresh air. Now I'm not as stressed anymore. And they finish the check ride and they finish every other maneuver perfectly. And it was just because now it's not, it doesn't matter if they pass or not. They've already failed. So they might as well just finish everything. And normally those people who continue on, they pass additional items, but some people, they just can't do it and they'll stop. Now, if they're just way overwhelmed or something like that, then what will happen to them is the DP will just say, Hey, we're going to discontinue. I'm going to take the airplane and they'll fly them home or something. So that's typically an answer to your question there. But like Carson said earlier, there are three different outcomes. There's, there's a pass, there's disapproval, and there's also a discontinuance. Uh, which is something that's a little bit different compared to um, obviously a pass or a disapproval. Uh, so a discontinuance means that we have to discontinue the check ride for one reason or the other. It doesn't mean you passed the check ride, and it definitely does not mean you failed. A discontinuance is used for a number of reasons. A discontinuance is used for if somebody gets sick and they just can't pr- proceed um, with the check ride. It could like, that could be air sickness. It could be just like, Hey, your nerves got a hold of you and you're like throwing up in the bathroom. Um, I've seen both of those things happen before on a check ride. So that's what's used for discontinuance, but probably the most common thing that's used for discontinuance is, uh, the something's wrong with the airplane. So you go out there and the starters, uh, starters broken, or, uh, you find something that's not an airworthy item on the airplane and you have to discontinue for that reason. So that's typically why you'll get a discontinuance. Uh, but there's a few other reasons you can get discontinuous as well. Those are just probably the most common ones. So hopefully you pass. Worst case, you get a disapproval, but uh, discontinuance isn't really that bad. You just have to come back and you have to complete the items that uh, were, not, were not completed in the first place. Do you have any recommendations for uh, pilots that want to pretty much stop their check ride? Are, are you able to use discontinuance as a reason to stop your check ride if you're if really just not feeling like you can continue? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the DPE can can say, hey, I'm discontinuing this check ride for whatever reason. Like you could have a family emergency and just have to leave. Um, I've seen that happen before for the DP and for the student. Um, so the answer is yes. If you want to discontinue, you can discontinue for any reason at any time. And that won't count against you. So if you're just not feeling well or not feeling right, you can just say, I need to discontinue this check ride. And the DP can't say, no, we're finishing it. He has to say, or she has to say, uh, okay, no problem. We'll discontinue. And they come back and come on another day. Now, there are different costs involved with that. And I know, Carson, you're going to ask me some questions on that later on. So I'll wait till you get there. <laughs> Thank you. My first check ride, actually, um, we had two shots to do it. My first check ride, there was an issue with the plane. I had actually flown that morning, just a nice casual flight, not anything flight training, just to calm my nerves. And uh, the plane was fine. And we got to my check ride and the radios were fried on my side. The, uh, the mic jacks just weren't working. So had to discontinue and reschedule for another week. So it's pretty common. It's not a big deal at all. But 
What I'd like to know is how common is it to get a disapproval on a check ride? Do, does it happen to everybody? Does it happen to most people? What, what have you seen with your students, especially Brandon? Well, my students in particular, I have a high 90s percentage pass rate, I think like 97% or something if I really calculated it. I know it's up there. I don't know the exact answer to that question, to be honest. I'd have to look up the kind of FAA's uh, numbers on that. But I would assume it's probably 80 to 90%, maybe a little higher than that of students. They pass a uh, check ride on their first try. If you're going to a 141 school, it's typically over 90 all the time uh, because if it goes under 80, they're going to have some problems with their FISDO. So if you go to a 141 school, you have better better chances of passing typically uh, because you've went through a more rigorous training program. Uh, but a Part 61 school, I know there's lots of Part 61 schools that have 100% pass rates and, and high 90s as well. So you're more likely to pass than not pass. But if you do get a disapproval, it's not a big deal. It's just you means you need to go back and you need to finish the parts that you got disapproved for. It's not that big a deal. If you do it on every single check ride, it can be a big deal later on in your life. But in the beginning, it's not quite a big deal. Yeah, cool. Thank you. So here's something that you do know the answer to, though, is what does it cost to retake a check ride? Cost to retake a check ride depends on the DPE. So the DPE can charge you whatever they want. If you go take it with the FISDO, with the FAA, it's actually free to take a check ride. So a lot of FISDOs used to do check rides and now they're understaffed and overworked, um, just like everybody nowadays. Uh, so they actually, they actually don't do them that often anymore. But if you can convince the FISDO to give you a check ride, it's actually free. It doesn't cost you a penny. Around the US, the prices are different to take a check ride, to take an initial check ride, to take a, a discontinued or a, or a disapproved check ride. In California, it's between eight hundred and dollars for a regular check ride, and for a CFI check ride, it's between twelve hundred and fifteen hundred dollars. Um, I know in some parts of the U.S., you can find check rides as low as like four hundred dollars. I heard somebody say they got one for two fifty a couple years ago, but I don't know how how true that was. Uh, so, but they really range. I mean, you can kind of get a check ride probably anywhere from four hundred to twelve hundred dollars for a private or an instrument or commercial CFI check rides are. They're like twice as long. So some DPEs charge twice as much. Um, and I get it. It's expensive, but you are utilizing their time and, and effort. And during the regular careers, they make a lot more money than $800 or $1,000 a day um, being a commercial airline pilot. So, I mean, that's what most of the DPEs are. They, they Most of them don't just do this like as their full-time gig. Check rides are expensive. My check ride for my private was $800. And I know they're, they're just going up from there. But uh, there's something that causes a lot of people to spend a lot of money on check rides. And I think that's really just their check ride nerves. It's just it'll stop a lot of people from continuing with aviation even. Just because they get so nervous in a check ride, feel like they can't pass it and they give up. Uh, really right at the finish line. So, Brandon, what do you suggest people do if they keep failing a check ride due to their nerves? Yeah, so I was actually helping a student the other day, and he was asking me that, that same question, actually. I think it might have been yesterday, to be honest. And he asked, hey, what do I do to calm myself down? I said, well, first off, you need to accept that if you want to be a commercial pilot, you're going to do check rides for the rest of your life. So this is just a normal occurrence, and this just happens to be the first of very, very many check rides you're going to do. So accept that, you'll feel better already. The next thing is, when you take a check ride, get a great night's sleep the night before. That's going to calm your nerves. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water, but not so much where you have to go to the bathroom every five seconds. Okay? And just take some deep breaths. Relax. Try to try to get yourself in the moment. Just know that there's going to be three outcomes like we talked about earlier, but, but really there's probably one or two. 
Um, one is you pass and just think about like, what's going to be so exciting after you pass? Like, why are you doing this? Like, I want to become a, an airline pilot, or I want to become a flight instructor. I want to do something professionally. I want to be the best person I could be. And as a pilot, like think about what you're doing it for. I want to do it for my family to better myself. Um, so if you think about what's really your why and why you're doing this, that'll help you get over those nerves. And then also think about the flip side of that. Like what's the worst case that can happen? Like worst case that happens is you finish 90% of it and you have to respend $800 on a check ride. That's literally the worst case scenario. So uh, eight or 900 bucks is not the end of the world. Um, it's a lot of money, yes, but it's not going to bankrupt you if you're doing this as a career. At least it shouldn't. <laughs> um, so just think the worst case scenario is you got to spend a little bit more money and, and go for another flight with this person. The best case scenario is you pass and you get to move on with additional training or you move on with your career. So think about the positives and what the negative is. The negative is not that bad. So if you think that the negative is not that bad, that should help you with your nerves a little bit and just breathe, be in the moment and enjoy yourself. And most of all, the person you're flying with is just another pilot. They're like you. They sat in the same seat you're sitting in. They've done it before. They know what you're going through because they've been there. And most of them are not big, scary people. They just are normal people like you and I, and they, they love flying. The only difference between you and them is they know a lot more about aviation and a lot more about flying than, than you do. They're not expecting you to know all the same information that they know. They're just expecting uh, you to, to know what you know and that it meets ACS standards. That's really it. You know, and speaking of you had a lot of students doing this for a career and this being one of many check rides for the people that want to go and become CFIs for, for their lifelong career, go and become an airline pilot. Are their employers going to know that they failed a check ride if they do? Yeah, it can be looked up so they can look up how many check ride failures you had. They can ask for like your report from the FAA. If you fail one check ride, it's not going to hurt you at all. If you fail two check rides, you're going to get asked about it in an airline. Uh, and if you feel like every check ride you go to, it's going to be really hard for you to find like an airline job. So you'll likely have to go into another like field before you go to an airline, like flying part 135 or something like that. So it doesn't kill your, like your future. It just makes your future longer or different. So that's why it's worthwhile to make sure that you study your rear end off when you're going into a check ride and be really ready for this check ride because it matters. You need to pass it. Passing a CFI check ride, it matters less on the first try. Um, I've passed all of my check rides except for one. Um, I failed my initial CFI. And uh, my initial CFI was like eight or nine hours long total. And uh, by the time we went and flew, it was nighttime and just I was exhausted. And I can't make excuses for my performance, but I landed off center line. I just, I wasn't my normal self. And I know it because I was just so tired. And honestly, I should have called it. I really wanted to finish that check ride. So I should have called it that day and said, you know what? Let's discontinue after the oral because I was tired from the oral and let's do the flight portion a different day. But I was like trying to get it done so badly. Um, I decided to just continue on and see what I can get done. To be honest, I'm actually happy that I continued on because then I was able to finish the majority of the flying portion. And when I came back for the end of the, uh, or for the second portion of the check ride after my disapproval, I was able to come back and I was able to finish the whole check ride in like an hour and a half uh, because I just had to do a little bit more oral to go over the items that I missed. And then to go over, then I got to go over and just get the flying portions finished up, which is pretty easy. So 
Um, I was happy I continued on. So if you do get his approval, do like me, just continue on as long as you have it in you. Yeah, quite a power move to go and fly after a nine hour oral. I think that's just exhausting. I'm just trying to imagine it. I mean, the whole thing was nine hours. I don't know if it was nine hour oral. I think it was more like a like an eight hour oral, something like that. But it was still long. I mean, it was a full day you were there. Did your DP buy you lunch at least? That's that's a long day. He didn't buy me lunch, but we ordered lunch uh, into the office and um, <laughs> and we ate through it. So we like did a working lunch. Um, I made sure to pay for my portion, of course. Uh, but yeah, we did order lunch and we got lunch delivered to the uh, to the office and we had lunch together while I was teaching lessons. I was taking munches out of my sandwich or whatever I had. Yeah, that's funny. I've seen CFIs do that with their actual students. So I guess it's uh, it's appropriate for that kind of check ride. Yeah, I mean, it's needed sometimes. It is. So uh, what kind of things could actually stop a check ride dead in its tracks? I, I know there's only a couple things that that will really just end a check ride right on the spot. Brian, can you tell me what kind of things those are? Could be the the DP's mood. Um, and I say that like jokingly, but seriously, um, on my instrument check ride, um, there was a DP, he was like in an argument with my CFI before, and I should have discontinued the check ride before I even, before it even started, but the DP discontinued it being put instructor illness, but he was really just super mad at my flight instructor from some other issue that they had with each other. And the guy discontinued. And the worst part about it is he took my $800 and discontinued me. And this was after 20 minutes after we started the check ride. Um, so that DPE, uh, he comes to Southern California. I see him around the airport every once in a while. I've not said hi to him. I've never given him one student. And I've probably sent or know of or indirectly sent 100 students to check rides in the past several years. And he's not gotten one of them because he let his mood affect um, my wallet and an outcome of, uh, of my check ride, even though I could have completed it. So that was one thing that stopped it dead in its tracks. That's probably not very common, obviously. Uh, but other things that will stop a check ride dead in its tracks, you saying something absolutely stupid, um, like, oh yeah, I could have a bottle of alcohol and then I could go fly an hour later as long as I'm 0.08 less. If you just say something ridiculous and crazy like that, instead of like the eight hours bottle of throttle and I need to be, basically I need to be zero. I mean, Technically, you don't have to be, but if you're that drunk before, you shouldn't be flying the next day. I guarantee you're hungover. So stuff like that can be like an instant stop. Uh, also, putting the, uh, the DP into a spin uh, when you're doing power on and power off stalls, that's probably a good way to end a check ride very quickly. Um, so it really depends on what the DP feels and how he's, he's handling the day. But in general, I would say those are kind of some, a few of the little things that can check ride like dead in its tracks right away. And what about things that happen pretty much right at the start of a check ride or before a check ride? I've seen plenty of students that have had an issue and so they can't actually start the check ride due to an issue with IACRA or having logbook issues or not actually meeting the check ride requirements for that for that license. Yeah. Well, let's let's start with your last one and then go to the the other one. Not meeting the requirements is something um, that should have been caught well before. Uh, fact that your CFI sent you to a check ride and didn't know the requirements or didn't realize you didn't meet the requirements is pretty ridiculous. Um, they should have double checked before. Um, I always double check my students at least two weeks before a check ride to make sure that I haven't missed anything. They don't, they're not missing 0.1 of, of hood time or 0.2 of a, a cross country time or something ridiculous. Um, I double check that like religiously. I also make sure that their logbook endorsements are absolutely perfect. 
sometimes people will use the logbook endorsements inside the back of their logbook. And that doesn't always coincide with advisory circular 6165 hotel, um, which tells you exactly how to write a logbook endorsement. And there's also logbook endorsement or logbook issues with airplanes that can have a problem. You need to make sure that that complies with part 23 and uh, you need to make sure that your logbook endorsements are, are properly done. I would even take your logbooks to a A&P or an IA, somebody different than the person who wrote them originally, uh, their 100-hour annual inspection, and just confirm with them, hey, do these look good for my check ride? Um, do you have all of the requirements uh, completed for the check ride? Do you have the 100-hour, the aviates, right? Do you have the annual, the VOR check if you're doing IFR? Do you have the 100-hour inspection? The uh, do you have your ELT check, your uh, pedostatic check, your transponder? Do you have all of those things, right? So you should double check that for sure. The CFI should double check that as well. Don't just trust that your school system is correct. Go check it yourself and make sure that it's done properly. And the last thing you asked was IACRA. So IACRA is an easy one to get around. If you go ahead and print two copies of IACRA after you've submitted your application, uh, then you should be able to continue on with your check read with a paper application. Uh, some DPs just refuse to process the paper because they're lazy. Um, but I would report that DP to FISDO and say that you're wasting their time. That DP wasted your time and money. They will be reprimanded. Um, but keep in mind that you're probably not going to be able to use them ever. Again. So um, be careful with that. Uh, but if IACRA is an issue, then make sure you had your paper copy. Hopefully you had two printed paper copies. Signed. One of them needs to be signed by your CFI and you. So you can just provide that to the DP. But just preventative uh, searching and, and digging and looking at things will, will solve all these problems. Yeah, there's just a lot of preparation that needs to go into a check ride. And from flight training to the airlines, if you're going to be a career pilot, you will always have check rides, just like Brandon said. And anyone that's up in the sky with you has also had the same check ride nerves and the same fears that you have. So you're not alone in that struggle for a check ride. It's a scary thing, but... The thing you really have to remember is you're just having a conversation with another pilot. And the worst case scenario, you just have to take the check ride again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is the worst case scenario. You got to go finish up the check ride wherever you left off. Um, so it's not that big a deal. But the best part about it is just remember, you could leave there with a brand new paper private pilot certificate or instrument rating or single engine commercial land or a rotocraft rating or heck, you can be a CFI. You can do all these things, right? All these things you could walk out of there with. So be excited for you to pass that for you to be able to pass that check ride because more likely than not you have a better chance of passing than you do of failing or discontinuing so get excited for it be ready for it uh, but as always if you would like to reach out to either one of us you can reach us at twitter instagram at mr martini guy or at carson underscore av17 as we prefer though please contact us on our email um, a lot of you have been contacting us lately we got to meet some of our fans at, at uh, sun and fun which was really fun and awesome to uh, to meet several of you uh, so you can reach us at Brandon or you can reach us at Carson at aviationmentors.com. So thanks so much. And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride.